Cape Point, the tip of the peninsula, divides Indian from Atlantic oceans, and, though not precisely the most southerly point of Africa, demands dramatically that it should be considered so. The entire continent exerts itself behind this ultimate needle of rock. It is an exciting place for picnics. Parts of the coast are precipitous. Standing perched in a tumult of wind sweeping uninterruptedly up from the Antarctic, one hears below the great rollers crashing against this stubborn obstacle. Round this point Bartholomew Diaz was driven by storm in his little ship to confirm at last that Africa had an ending and India and the eastern spices were available by sea. It was an excitement for me to stand on the utmost edge above the cauldron and listen to the conflict, but I wanted to be absolutely alone to make a fool of myself and shout, project my little voice over the thundering elements. Sadly, not one of my friends would trust me alone on that ledge, which I did, in their company, take the precaution of learning the limits of thoroughly. They would, alas, make a pretense of going, but not only could I feel their presence close, I could test for it by seeming to make a wrong move at which they would clutch at me, and so discover themselves. If I could have received the complete trust of one of them, and trusted completely in return, I believe I would be a much more amiable man. Once, in youth, I fell and hit my head on a step. For the briefest flicker my head was flooded with a white light. I cried aloud with the joy of this vision. For days I lived in feverish hope, and then at last accepted. Perhaps only at the moment of death will there be such an ecstatic flare-out. I frequently speculate on what is the real condition the old biblical prophets are trying to communicate with their limited references. I have composed verse most of my life, but only in order to lay away an impression or thought as neatly and compactly as possible. They will all be destroyed before I die. A posthumous reputation for being third-rate is the ultimate humiliation. Nature I believe to be entirely consistent. If some part of me is to survive death, then some part of every living thing does so as well. Theology makes man the exception. Nature does not. Nowhere does nature require the survival of any part of the organism. The most forthright prayer I know occurs in Act Two, Scene Two, of Sheridan's The Critic. Assist them to accomplish all their ends, and sanctify whatever means they use to gain them. I would cause it to be read in all the churches every holy day, that there might be no illusion about all such invocations. In the beginning man made God in his own image and likeness, and has been afflicted with the impertinence ever since.